Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Welcome in to another episode of Turn the Corner, a Detroit Tigers podcast. I am Kieran Steckley. With me, as always, is a man that, at first, thought no cap was a players' union rallying cry. He is Cody Stavenhagen. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing all right, Kieran. A fitting intro. We are here to talk about contracts and money and labor. Yeah, all three combined, and I thought we were going to get a, get away with our you know, having back-to-back trips to Stillwater, like maybe this one wouldn't, you know, have something go on. We almost made it, both you and I separately driving from to our respective homes. Yours much longer than mine, obviously. Uh, and the Colt Keith extension news drops. I see you had a story from that day. So is there any interesting uh, any interesting tidbit as to how you were able to put the – you found out about the news, you're in the car, you're typing. Well, how did that go about? Yeah, you know, we're on the outer edge of Oklahoma after a little uh, vacation and driving back up toward Michigan, start of a long drive, almost out of the, almost into the state of Missouri, and the phone goes off, and thank God I was in the passenger seat, my uh, my girlfriend was driving, but I just looked and said, you've got to be kidding me, <laughs> we were this close to, to getting a week off, you know, seeing some family, some friends, without Scott Harris doing anything major, so close. Couldn't quite make it. We got some big news, and it was the Colt Keith contract extension, which I don't think anyone was uh, was geared up for. No, I certainly wasn't, and you know, I'm I, like I, said, I was driving, so I wasn't even on my phone. I probably should have caught it somehow, uh, but I didn't. So I get home, and I'm like, oh, okay. You know, got a couple notifications on Twitter from the loyal readers of the Athletic listeners to this podcast, and I was like, well. I'm not really in a position. I know Cody's not really in a position, so we'll, we'll we'll address this at a later date. And of course, my mind was on the Lions at that point, which we don't have to get into that. All, uh, Sorry, into that. condolences. It's it was still overall a good day for Detroit. You know, the Pistons beat the Thunder, and then Colt Keith gets an extension. So let's get into like the extension at its minimum. Cody, six years and twenty eight point six million dollars uh, for Colt Keith, who a reminder for everybody has not. It uh, has not taken a pitch or a ground ball or a fly ball as a major leaguer yet. And then there are several escalators, team options, and there's nitty gritty you guys can read about. You probably already have at this point. Um, so I guess besides the fact that you had the right story from the car, your initial reaction to the breakdown, which, by the way, thank you, Tigers. Another trend that we like to see kind of breaking down these contracts. Uh, what was your reaction to the numbers and and why the Tigers kind of felt the need to go about it this way. Yeah, uh, it, there's a lot going on, right? So as you're trying to write this in the car and you're synthesizing all the information, uh, it, it kind of took it a while um, for things to sink in. And I finally just kind of typed out all the numbers on my own and really just kind of wrote the story and then was like, 
why did Colt Keith agree to this deal? Um, that was kind of my takeaway once all the numbers hit me. I, I know why the Tigers did it. I think it's a sound strategy. You got a good young player. Let's see if we can buy out his RB years and secure him long term. And oh, by the way, never really have to pay him all that much. I think it's some of Scott Harris's finest work yet. I mean, amazing that they got Cole Keith to agree to this. Uh, and I and I think that was my perception for the first couple of days. Now, Tuesday, uh, the Tigers and Colt Keith and his agent, Matt Paul, are in Detroit for a news conference. And I talked to Matt Paul. You know, he said some good things on the stage, as did Colt Keith. But I talked to Matt Paul off to the side after the press conference and got some further perspective. And when you hear Matt and Colt talk about it, you, you kind of start to understand a little bit. It becomes clear pretty quickly that. Colt Keith values things a little bit differently than maybe your average ball player. Um, Matt Paul is the guy he's known since he was 14. They live five minutes away from each other, kind of younger guy, smaller agency. Um, and Matt Paul said, hey, like, this guy's going to be paid well, all right? He made the analogy. If someone handed you a basketball and said, you can make 10 free throws, I'll give you $2 million dollars. Or you can make six free throws, and I'll give you uh, $1 million. And if you do neither, you get nothing. What are you going to take? Right, I'm going to take the first yeah. one. Uh, or the second one, excuse me. I'm going to take the $1 million, right? Um, but that's me, who's not a professional basketball player and doesn't practice free throws regularly. And from the baseball standpoint, not the number two, 22 prospect in all of baseball. Uh, Cole Keith not betting on himself for the long-term deal, instead taking the, you could say, safer route, uh, which will still pay him a minimum of $28 million. This guy's going to be taken care of for life. So I can see why he did that. I don't think it's fair to rip the guy for doing that. Uh, at first, I was like, okay, what's his agent doing? And I heard from several people in the game who had that exact question. After talking to the agent, the agent did. He was looking out for his client. It just so happened these people are valuing things a little bit differently than probably most would. And that's going to lead some other agents and probably some people in the players union uh, to, to not love this deal. Well, I feel like the last dance kind of soured people on these long term contracts. Uh, you know, with the Scottie Pippen saga, they really made the Bulls look bad for, you know, sticking to the contract after Scotty agreed to it all those years later. And. Like I was, I was jotting down like a winners. There was not really any losers here, but like kind of like my rank power ranking of winners, and I didn't really know where to put Keith on that list because he's obviously a winner. He's he's gonna be almost thirty million dollars richer. Like you're not a loser doing that, right? Uh, but I don't know if he's he's not higher than Scotty, who I wrote question mark. You kind of alluded to this legacy move because when the number one thing that I thought of was. We're now officially in a different era. I don't know uh, of Tigers baseball because this is unprecedented. This is essentially a bonus baby thing. I know it's not exactly the same thing, but that's just kind of like what my mind went to where it's like you're paying this guy who's extremely unproven a large sum of money, and if it don't work out, you're going to have any on your face. Now, if you want to say these are rounding errors at certain points, blah, 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 I understand that. But at the same time, it is still money you didn't have to spend. So if if we're giving out credit here, like Scott Harris, credit for crafting this deal, uh, Illich, 
like I'm not saying he's like shelling out money, but I'm I'm assuming something like this has to get the box checked from from the man upstairs there. And I think this is a good. The Tigers are winners here too. In addition to it, could be a really shrewd business move. Getting some publicity right now is not a bad thing. Uh, and showing uh, your organization kind of turning the corner about how you operate, that's going to attract, I would think, more other talented people, operations, front office, players, etc., coaches, blah, blah, blah. And this is another example, I feel like, of being in alignment. So obviously, like I said, Illich has to check this off. Harris has to craft it with his team. I'm sure he's not working on this alone. And then this has got to be something that A.J. Hinch is comfortable with, too, because, you know, Scott Harris says the line where he's going to have to earn it in Lakeland or whatever. Sure. But, <laughs> but you know, I'm sure A.J. wouldn't have been cool with this if he didn't think Colt Keith could actually be an opening day starter, right, or project that or blah, blah, blah. So, and then Keith obviously has to agree to it. Now, I'm curious because he said you had the press conference, news conference today, excuse me, news conference today. Uh Keith had some funny lines in there. I don't mean that, like, making fun of him or anything. He had some lines in there that were interesting. Like, he acknowledged, like, yeah, I'm about to be rich, and if it sucks, then I'm just a little bit this rich, you know? And, and then he kind of, like, he mentioned Acuna, which I know that's the natural thing for people to go to. You put it in your story. It's not that common for players to kind of cite other players uh, in things like this. And, again, I'm not saying he did anything wrong. I'm just saying it stood out to me when he did it. Um... I guess my, my, my question is this. So the, he's going to now account for, if you include the signing bonuses that he's going to get here coming up, two point basically 2.5% of the team's current payroll. Now, I know they have lower payroll, so it's a little bit of a skewed percent. You, you understand, but it's still 2.5%. He's now technically on via spot track on the books for more than Scooble, Rogers, Mize, but new guys that just went through arbitration and obviously players that are still very young in their major league services like Torque and Green. He's now like just under, I think, Carson Kelly in terms of uh, in terms of the payroll this year for a guy, again, who's as talented as as we believe, but still hasn't done anything. So my question is this. Does this change how we view a Colt Keith? Does this change how we view a guy who there was nothing ever? Everyone's going to have his back this year. It's like, okay, even if he struggled, a young guy just changed positions. He's trying to figure it out, you know, trying to figure out major league pitching. They're throwing a lot of them at the same time. There would have been frustrated fans, but at the same time, there would have been a, a lot more depth of understanding. You sign this contract, I think it has the potential to change that, Cody. Well, well it absolutely does. And I, I want to be clear. I think there is little risk for the Tigers here. Worst case scenario, the guy that is probably going to be on your team in some form or fashion for the next year, six years anyway, is guaranteed to be around for the next six years, and he's going to make more money than he would have otherwise, but you're never going to pay him more than $5 million annually. It, it, it's a very low risk. If Colt Keith becomes the player that we've been led to believe he can be, you are getting an extreme bargain. But I think it changes the perception of Colt Keith because we're sitting here talking about it now. It went from Colt Keith's a really good prospect, let's see if he can hit in the big leagues, to did Colt Keith just pass up tens of millions of dollars? What is he doing? It's it's almost like now some people are treating it as though he were a guaranteed star. Uh, even Colt and his agent talked about, hey, this is real life, real money, real dollars. Uh, it seems like they went into these negotiations 
realizing it's probably more realistic that Colt Keith is a good to pretty good player rather than a great player. Um, Will that change, you know, the patience fans have with him? I don't know. I know we'll get some comments on Twitter anytime he strikes out. This is the guy we're paying for the next blah, blah, blah years. I mean, I know we'll see some of that. Uh, Scott Harris today made the point that it should take pressure off Cole Keith. He's not playing with his paycheck on the line in the early stages of his career. You would think that probably does make a, a difference in the back of a player's mind. But it also comes in another way. I do, I do think it puts a little bit of a target on his back. Even other guys in the clubhouse, you know, look at him. Oh, this kid's already making more than me. I'm not to say they won't like him. Seems like a perfectly likable guy to me. But players think about this stuff. And it also, in terms of the sacrificing money part, Cole Keith may be thinking this way at 22, having never taken in that bat. What if he does become a perennial all-star? At 27, 28, is he going to view things a little differently? You know, right now, you know, you're not ultra rich. 28 mil sounds pretty good. I would take $28 million right now. I, <laughs> I Rest assured, I would not pass up the opportunity. Uh, but if you're a few years into your career, man, it's you start looking around the league. I, I think most of us do this in our jobs. Oh, what's, what's so-and-so in the other cubicle making, you know? If that person's making more than you and you think you're better, you start to feel a little gypped, even if you're under contract. You start to think, oh, is there something we could do here? Uh, so it's interesting on a lot of levels. Interesting. Seems like he's getting paid more as a second baseman when we're not, we don't really know what this kid's long-term position is going to be. Um, so I think there are a lot of questions and a lot of layers in this contract, but Hey, if Colt Keith and his family are happy, then, uh, you also can't fault him too much. Did, do you have confidence in his ability to play second at right now? I know you haven't no. watched him in spring no. training, but no. I mean, I'm, I, I know that I probably came across as harsh. I'm not saying he's going to be like unplayable there. I just don't think he has. I've never liked the way he moves as an infielder. seems like it's going to be a little better for his arm, but this guy's 6'4", 230. He looks closer to a tight end than he does a second baseman. Uh, you know, if we're talking him being the second baseman in the long term, I, I don't know about that. I mean, Jonathan Scope was one of the bigger second basemen I've ever seen. And uh, by, by the end there, he wasn't moving around as well. So I, I, I think the jury is very much still out on where Colt Keith is going to play long term. Could be first base, could be, I guess now his arm is a concern, but you know, in the Tigers could be outfield. Like um, right now he makes sense for next year's team at second base, but we're talking three, four, five, six years down the line. I mean, who's to say? Uh, Colt works hard and is, is trying to improve and get more agile and all that. But uh, so the, the sheer reality is he doesn't have the build or the feet of a second baseman. Is Al Avila a winner? It was his draft pick. Al Avila. Al Avila is such a winner. Fifth round draft pick. All right. Al Avila lost his job because he didn't have more guys like this or he didn't have guys like this until late in his tenure. But this is exactly what the Tigers were lacking for most of the Avila regime. Uh, a later round pick who blossoms into a COVID star. year draft. It took by a the while, way. but the COVID year draft, suddenly you get a fifth round kid in Colt Keith who, uh, uh, Scott Harris gives some money before before he's ever taken a major league at that. I guess the, the the question now becomes, what's preventing Scott from doing this with other players? What's preventing Scott from? I know it takes two to make a deal, but what's preventing Scott from 
approaching Riley Green's camp. Maybe he has. He's not going to talk about it. Or Torque's camp uh, for something similar or whatever, getting out ahead of it. Because you could argue that file and uh, file and whatever the term is, file and court or what, file and trial, file and trial uh, for some of your more marquee players here in a bit could get a little bit more ugly than 25K for Casey Mize. So, you know, like, uh, like it, it wouldn't make sense to try to do this too. But maybe that maybe they're not looking to do it. I understand. But what should we expect this yeah, to become more of a thing? Uh, I'm glad you brought that up because here's how I ultimately feel about the Cole Keith situation. I have no problem with guys taking this financial security. What if he would have waited a year? What if he would have waited two? I think you have to establish your value a little bit. If you're the number 22 prospect in baseball, I think you should be willing to bet on yourself a little bit. Um, we saw it with Julio Rodriguez. He has one monster year, and then he gets uh, some bigger dollars than Colt Keith is going to get right now. I think you should play a little bit. And that's relevant because Riley Green, I don't think he's signed a no extension right now because he's been hurt, but we've seen flashes of just how good he can be. If I were advising Riley Green, I'd be like, go out, have a four or five win season, then we'll say, hey, Scott Harris, you want to sign us for the next 10 years? And that baseline salary is going to go from $3.5 million, which Colt Keith is getting, to who knows how much uh, based on your play. And I think it's the same thing with Spencer Torkelson. Torkelson happens to be advised by a guy named Scott Boris, who pretty much just doesn't do this. And so <laughs> that brings up the comparison. I mentioned my story, Acuna who's only going to make $17 million annually through 2028, despite being arguably the best player in the sport, versus Juan Soto. Similar age, similar trajectory. He's going to make $31 million in arbitration and could sign for as much as $500 million this next offseason. Um, you take a gamble when you go the Soto route, but Juan Soto is going to have bigger career earnings, it would seem, than Ronald Acuna. So... Uh, yeah, I, I you know, Scooble, Mize, Torkelson, or I don't know about Mize. Mize, if he has a good year, Torkelson, Green. These guys are all extension candidates, uh, but but I think they're trying to play themselves into a little bit bigger money before they would actually put pen to paper on anything like this. Yeah, and I know it's like extension, and it's a little bit misleading because it's not like necessarily adding uh, in the same way that we traditionally think of extension, but... Uh, this is essentially the first inked core player of the Scott Harris regime, if you think about it, uh, in, in terms of like him making a physical act to have this guy be a part of the team for however many long years. Again, the more about the, the act of doing so and the gesture than the actual contract terms and money. You see what it's, I'm saying? It's, it's, such, it's such a great deal for Scott Harris, man. You get the guy for six years. You add on three more. But you get a club option. If Colt Keith turns out to suck, you just get rid of him. <laughs> and if he's great, the club options aren't even that much. He's never going to make more than $15 million. Like, it, it's unbelievable how team-friendly this is if you, if you really think about it. Yeah, well, we can, in summaration, we could say that Colt Keith is more of a team player than Eduardo Rodriguez. It's, it's pen, pen to paper. We can say that. It's a fact now. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, we wanted to make this uh, a little bit of a, a quicker pod, more of like kind of like an instant reaction type deal because the press conference was today and we weren't able to address it last weekend. So uh, I know Cody's busy working on a million things as uh, hey buddy vacation over. 
<laughs> anything else you wanted to get into before uh, before we jet out of here? No, that's all I had. If you you know if you, if you need to vent more about the Lions, though, I'm I'm here to listen. I can be a shoulder to cry on. Yeah, well, I'll just say this. Uh, Monday kind of felt like the first day after a breakup, where you're just kind of like you're okay, but you're like, ah, damn, you know. <laughs> But it's all right. It's still a great season. Still, still a success. All that stuff. Uh, but you know, it's, damn. This actually gave me some life today, Cody. I was still kind of logging around on Tuesday, and I'll, he said, "Hey, you want to do something real quick?" I was like, "Yes, yes, yes." So I'm good now. I'm good. I have you to thank for that. So thank you. All right. All right. Good to hear. All right. I want to thank everybody for subscribing on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, Turning the Corner Podcast, subscribing to the Athletics. So you can read Cody's amazing work. Follow me on X, formerly known as Twitter, at Cody Stavenhagen. I'm at Kieran underscore Steckley. The podcast page is at Turn Corner Pod. We will see you guys again next week. So everybody have a great rest of your week. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.